Hi there, let's talk sports fans. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Let's Talk Pucks. And I'm joined by my resident NHL expert, Jim. Uh, thanks for joining me today, Jim. Hey, Dan, thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure jumping on, talking some hockey. Um, my second hit of the day uh, here on a busy Monday. Uh, the first one was unplanned. Uh, this morning, but shout out to my boys, uh, Mike Richards and David Bastop and uh, Mississauga, Saga960, reaching out to, to talk some hockey this morning with the boys, as well as some college football. So, but always a pleasure to be on here as well. Just love spreading the knowledge that I have in my brain of the National Hockey League. Yep. Yeah, um, I mean, um, I'm glad to have you. And also, I know you had your show at the weekend. Uh, what um did you discuss on believe amongst others you discussed with ducks and um, why should people check it out yeah it was a good show this week we had a good conversation a lot of uh good debate on the ducks we talked about the islanders opening their new building we talked about the red hot calgary flames and cheap plug here for my stuff full press nhl.com full press hockey uh full press nhl Check it out. I have a thing up there about a story on Andrew Mangiapane. Guy has 15 goals in 19 games. Uh, so go check that one out. We talked about the Hockey Hall of Fame, who should be in next year. We also, I brought the topic up on this show, and I brought it, approached Coach Jay, and he was totally cool with it, about who should start, um, who should be in consideration and start for Team USA if they go to the Olympics. There's a lot of good banter different teams and, and it's just a good fun hockey show and check it out like i said it's three guys normal locker room talk that we, that you would hear but now we just brought it to uh brought it to uh facebook yeah um and i encourage everyone to check it out so um later on we have um a segment we're going to do on the panthers attendance situation but We'll sort of get to that when we close the show out. But just from a performance point of view, um, they're um, looking good, to be honest with you. And um, it's surprising that the attendance ain't the greatest, but we'll get to that. But they're <laughs> a great team to watch at the moment. Uh, do you agree, Jim? Yeah, one of, the, one, of, one of the more fun teams to watch in the National Hockey League, for sure. Uh, you know, they haven't missed the beat with the whole Joel Quinville resigning situation. Andrew Burnett has looked, brought this team, you know, back. Yeah, obviously, they struggled for a little bit on the road, but on home ice, 10 and 0. Uh, they improved their record Saturday night. What a big win they had. They're doing it without Alexander Barkov in the lineup right now. And the Panthers are just looking good. Two steady goalies. And Sergei Brabowski, Spencer Knight. Spencer Knight's got himself back in a Calder for Rookie of the Year conversation. Defensively, they're looking good. And you could see what Aaron Ekblad means to this team. They didn't have him last year heading into the playoffs. You don't know what that series would have been like and their power play penalty kill would have been like with him in the lineup against Tampa in that first round. We don't know. Maybe we'll get to see it this year. Hopefully we do because Battle of Florida, always a fun rivalry. These two teams, Those two teams do not like each other. Uh, you know, Sam Bennett's filling the role for Barkov. Anthony Duclair looks like a stud, looks like the kid he was with when he was in Ottawa. The production continues to be there. Uh, Huberto looks great for uh, Florida. So 
Panthers are looking good. They're additions of Reinhardt as well. So everything that they're doing right now, clicking in all cylinders, tops in the Atlantic division. I like what they're really doing with this team. Andrew Burnett is a good coach. So let's see if this success continues. I mean, eventually they're going to have to lose a home game, but right now they're not. And I like what they're doing here. And, uh, you know, a lot of te- people picked them to finish atop the division. And right now they're looking good. Yep, I agree. And another team was clicking and looking good is the Maple Leafs. And they were a team we spoke about uh, many times this season. Didn't necessarily end how they wanted it to, but... I'm sure their fans who are very invested in the team, to say the least, are happy with the start, what they've uh, got underway so far. Yeah, I mean, Maple Leafs, you know, they had a sluggish start to the season in October, but they've turned it around, sitting tied with the Panthers for points in the Atlantic Division. Uh, They picked up another win on Sunday night against... They picked up a win on Sunday night against uh, the Islanders in in um, Belmont in the new arena. Uh, they had lost the previous night to Pittsburgh. But they're looking good, playing a lot more structured hockey, especially in front of Jack Campbell. I like the way they're playing in front of him. Joseph Wall gets his first career NHL shutout uh, against the Islanders Sunday night. And they're just playing with, that diff- with a good structure, and I think they're understanding what it takes to win in the league now. Mitch Marner records his first multi-goal uh, game of the season. Uh, their top guys are performing. Matthews, Tavares, Morgan Riley looks good. And, and even they're getting production from Andre Kasha now. And those pieces are finally, you know, producing guys that they signed in the offseason. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with Peter Morazic. Guys still on IR. But if Wall and Campbell are going to hold down the fort, maybe they look to move him and get and save some money this year with that salary cap and open up some money to do something out, maybe get a depth forward someplace to help out somewhere. But we'll see. Still early, but the Maple Leafs are showing that they can bounce back uh, after a loss to Pittsburgh and play really well and sound structured hockey. So let's see if they can continue. Again, with the Maple Leafs, like the Oilers and other teams, it's not about what they do now. It's about what they do in a postseason. If the, and if the Maple Leafs get to the postseason – their season is going to be judged on whether or not they get out of the first round. Yep, I agree. Um, another team what's got to be happy with how they're doing is the Hurricanes. Um, they're on the four-win um, winning streak. Um, have you been impressed with them? And um, I'm sure their fans are happy with how they're doing at the moment. Yeah, very, very happy with what I'm seeing from Carolina. Uh, very good team. You know, a lot of people were wondering, you know, could they continue the success that they've had over the last several years under Rod Brindamore? That team's playing uh, like their coaches, uh, like the coach did. They've, uh, they've, um, what's the word? They have incorporated their style and his style of play. And, and you know, it's great to see they've embraced it. And they embraced him. There's a reason why uh, Brendan Moore wanted to get his coaches signed so they could keep everything flowing the right way. And now you could see that it, the fruits of their labor are paying off. Frederick Anderson looks really good. 
in that, dare I say, him and Jack Campbell are the two best goalies in the league right now, vying for the Vezina Trophy. Uh, but Anderson looks re- really good. You know, the storyline would be normally that Jesperi Kakaniemi isn't producing as much, but that's still a good signing. Tony D'Angelo is playing really well for uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, and, you know, he, he puts to bed a lot of the doubters and haters and, and what all he did off the ice last year. And, and, and like we like I said on my show when we talked Hurricanes, just keep off social media and just play your game and just let your and talk on the ice. Let your game do the talking, and that's what he's doing right now. And they've got a nice replacement for Dougie Hamilton and Rob Brenderborn, no-nonsense kind of guy. That team's no-nonsense. They're sitting atop the Metro Division like everybody expected them to, and they're playing some really good hockey. They're on the West Coast swing right now. they got three wins right now, but they're playing really, really sound hockey. Yeah, I agree. Um, and moving to New York, so um, the Rangers and people will get fed up with me still praising them, but um, they continue to do well. And safe to say in their last game, the coach showed a bit of fire to them, and um, I, I think this will play well with the fan base as well. Yeah, I like what the, I like what he did firing up the team. Firing up Zabinajad after the game winner, where's yelling, whatever it was, but the 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 uh, they score late against Buffalo, but the Rangers continue to roll, uh, playing well, uh, top three right now in that division, very tough division, but they're picking up the points where they need to, getting production throughout that lineup as well. It's unfortunate that Sammy Blay is hurt and done for the season. However. They're probably going to go look to get a middle six type forward to replace him in his absence. But right now, everybody's clicking. Panarin, Shabinajad, you know, Strom's playing well. The young guys are playing well. Kako Kako's playing well. Lafreniere's playing well. Everybody's seeing this to start to click in. And that's a good thing. The Rangers got three goals from the defense on Sunday night. So everything seems to be working right under Gerard Gallant. He's a good coach. There's a reason they went out and got him. There's a reason they changed their their style of play, and everybody's benefiting. And this, like I've said all along, was the next year in their progression. And it, as I know, I'll sound like a broken record, but it's playoffs or bust for them. Yeah, I agree. Um, so team what isn't clicking and doing as well, staying in New York is the Islanders, um, and we talked about the expectations going into the season, given how they ended um, last season. What do you feel the issue is? Just people just ain't quite playing up to a level you'd expect? Um, or do you uh, think something else is the cause for because they're not hitting um, the standard what you'd expect of them so far? Yeah, um you know, real quick, I just wanted to say sorry if I didn't hear the team off the top. I had just a, a thing come through. Um, could, you, could you just repeat that? I'm sorry for that. Uh, no, no, that's fine. Um, so the Islanders. Uh, are... That's what. That's who I figured you said. I just wanted to double check with you. I'm again sorry about that. Apologize to everybody feeling. Okay. Yeah, I, Islanders not clicking at all right now. Um, they're doing. They're dealing with a lot of COVID situation right now with their team. Seven guys out of the lineup. And you know what? You know, Barry Trotz has got to figure out how to fix this lineup because things are just not going well. Not only that, they're dealing with injuries. Brock Nelson gets hurt against the Maple Leafs. 
didn't return. You know, Noah Dobson, you know, was hurt as well. So they're dealing with injuries. They're dealing with the COVID. Uh, again, starting on the road didn't help. You thought going to the new building might. Now they've lost two games there. Obviously, when they played Calgary, you thought, all right, yeah, Calgary's playing hot on the road. So you, you didn't expect it. And you know what? It's it's a shame that uh, they didn't open their building with a win, but they got to figure it out. I, I've been on the I've been pumping my chest the whole this since the signing. I didn't think Chara was a good fit for this team. Clearly, it's not working. They need to figure out where they he can be played, but he, because he can't be playing top four minutes anymore, it's just not working out. That experiment is not working out for them. I know it's a cheap one, but they, he's better off as a sixth defenseman, seventh defenseman and rotate around uh, once they get healthy. That's what Barry Trotz has got to do. I know Barry Trotz teams always start off slow, but, you know, it's going to get to a point where the playoff picture might be out of reach for this team. And a lot of expectations this year, a lot of people had them going deep, maybe making a Stanley Cup final, maybe winning a Stanley Cup. And with the team that they've assembled, they should be doing a lot better than they are. Let's see if they can get through and guide through this – COVID mess and these injuries, and once they get healthy, let's see the real Islanders team. I wouldn't be shocked if Lou Lamorello tries to upgrade his defensive forward pair before the trade deadline to see if they can fix something there. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Do you think they'll make moves? Um, because with the expectations, you would think that's uh, not far around the corner. Yeah, I would think they're going to make something. I, I believe that they're going to probably look to get a defenseman somewhere to upgrade there. I know that's their big thing. Um, maybe look for a forward, maybe get some help with their offense again. And That's always been an issue with the Islanders is their scoring. Uh, Wallstrom has done well this year, but they they need more. Uh, Paul Murray needs to step up. So we'll see where they go from there. But definitely, I think they're going to go try to get a defenseman. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, but um, going from a side, what's struggling a little bit to one, what ain't in the avalanche, uh, one foot uh, on the four uh, game winning streak, and um, another side, what's good to watch at the moment? Yeah, Colorado starting playing like everybody expected Colorado to play with play like at the beginning of the season. Uh, you know, they're doing it without Nate McKinnon. He's starting to practice again, though. So that's a good thing for Jared Bednar's squad, who just got a two-year extent contract extension. So Nazem Kadri picked up the slack in McKinnon's absence. And I like the way they're playing. They're getting production from their back end. Bowen Byram is producing like he's supposed to be doing. Uh, and you know what? The Avalanche are in good hands. The goaltending is it was shaky at the beginning. Now it's settled down a bit. I like what they're doing. Kel McCarr's playing well. All the big names are starting to step up in guys' absences, and this is what we expected from Colorado this year. And they're still in the mix in that Central Division because there's some teams in there that just don't impress me, and they could definitely step up for sure. Yeah. And going from a side, what's on the four-game winning streak to game... A side was lost four in a row in the Kings. I don't think we've talked about the Kings much on this show. Uh, what do you? What's your feelings on this side, Jim? Um, you know, LA got off to a strong start uh, this year. A lot of people didn't didn't expect it, considering Quentin Byfield got hurt. You know, but they're again the injury bug for them as well. 
you know, no Sean Walker for the year. You know, Drew Doughty's going to be coming back shortly after a knee injury. You know, Philip Deneau's look good in, in this team. He's allowed Anze Kopitar to be the player that he was with L.A. before Dustin Brown came back. You know, Jonathan Quick's having a resurgence, but and the, and he's keeping him in games, and so is Kyle Peterson. They're playing well, and they're doing well in a Pacific division that many people thought would be a runaway for either Edmonton or Vegas. And with Calgary, you know, playing as well as they are and Anaheim doing as well as they are and the, and the Kings making life difficult. You know, the Kings could be in the mix come the end if everybody starts to get healthy. You know, it, it, you know, nobody really expected the Kings to continue the success that they had to start the season because it was such a shock. But, you know, if they could start to get a little bit healthy and play a little bit better, they could still be in the mix for a playoff spot come the end of the season. Yep. I agree, and Sidewalk definitely is in the mix for playoff spot. Um, um, as you alluded to earlier, one of the hotter teams in the league, the Flames, they just continue to produce. Um, what's your feelings on this team? What do you think the expectations on the uh, team should be this season? Well, the little prelude to this, uh, this there was a lot of pressure on this Flames team coming into this season under Dower Sutter. A lot of players as well potentially could have gotten moved. Johnny Goudreau, Elias Lindholm, um, Sean Monahan could have been on the trading block this year for sure if they didn't have a good year. The Flames didn't have a good year. There was talk they were going to try to move some of those guys in the offseason, but Dower Sutter has got this doing Dower Sutter things like he did with Los Angeles. And it, they're playing a system style that Sutter loves to play. He had an offseason to implement everything. Jacob Markstrom was solid as ever. Uh, Darth Villard played really good against Boston uh, last night. Uh, and the team just continues to win on the road. Uh, Andrew Mangiapane, a guy, again, I wrote about, um, cheap plug. But you know what? He's got 15 goals in 19 games. He's you know he's carried his play over from the World Championships when last year when the Flame season ended he goes over to Latvia gets quarantined comes in and scores a lot of big goals in less games than a lot of other guys gets tournament MVP and it's just carried it over and he's benefited from Daryl Sutter's system defensively they're not missing Mark Giordano uh, they're just playing a nice simple style game that's working on the road right I mean they haven't played that many home games so the sample size isn't that many but I think they can figure if they can just balance out the road and home victories, the Flames will be really good. And they're gonna they've made a lot life a lot interesting in the Pacific Division because a lot of people didn't expect the Flames to do much this year. And they have seven shutouts now. So it's a league record between both goaltenders. So give credit to what Daryl Sutter is doing with this Flames team because now the expectations have risen for them, especially to make the playoffs and maybe make a further run because I know a lot of people have pegged them to make a far run last year, but they fell short in the, in the Canadian division. Yep. Yeah, um, it's going to be fascinating to see that how their season uh, pans out. So um, that sort of wraps up the... Um, Game recaps, and this brings us to another segment we um, mentioned on our Friday morning uh, news show. And so, the Panthers, one uh, topic you brought up, and we decided to do a segment was for whatever reason, that arena um, isn't quite getting the attendance 
what you might have and um it's quite puzzling especially with the team doing so well and i've um looked into it a little bit and reached out to some people like what work in media around the sport and the answer i got back was they don't know essentially yeah. um it's puzzling they said there's no good reason there's no like storylines around the ring or anything what would necessarily necessarily put off so um do you have any thoughts now you've had any time to think about why the reason is um it is perhaps it's just not um other people want to do other things um other sports but it is puzzling to be honest with you yeah, definitely puzzling. I mean, before, you know, when the Panthers were struggling and, it, and you could see the arena empty and, and especially on the TV seats. Now, again, I don't know what's above that, but even when I've been at games on Saturday, I was down there, that the arena was still packed and it was mostly visiting fans. The joke is it's, a, it's an extra home game for teams from, like, the Northeast because all the snowbirds are down there going to the games. Um, and it's a shame because they do sell out in the playoffs when they get there. Um, but you, you would think they would want to support during a regular season, especially with a team playing so well. Maybe it's the location in Sunrise across from the mall. Is it difficult to get to? I didn't find it that difficult to get to, to be honest, when I was down there. But again, you have to deal with Miami as well. you got the college football, professional football. Uh, there's so much going on. It's not like Tampa where Tampa has – it's in like on the Riverwalk. Everything's centralized right there. You could tailgate, do all that stuff. I mean, I thought it was a fine arena. I thought it was a fine location. And so does the NHL because it'll be the second time that building hosts an all-star game uh, next year. So there's something there's something they're doing something right in Florida. It's just not getting the fans. And like you said, you know, I've reached out to some other people and they just don't know either because this team is successful. And the, the biggest thing they point to maybe is the location, but I don't know. I mean, this team is playing so well. You would want to get out there uh, on like a Thursday night uh, and go see them play because who doesn't want to support a winning team? And I mean, it's it's like, you know, we say it up here with the Islanders. Those fans supported the team even through those lean years. And down in Miami, I guess there's just so much going on that they it's hard to just go back to oh, maybe once football's over and everything, you'll see the building pack up be packed a little bit more but hard to tell right now I don't understand it especially during the week yeah i mean that's essentially the answer i got that um it isn't particularly hard to get to and um they said when a side's winning even if it's a little hard essentially that doesn't normally stop fans if they want to come but biggest guess what i had to come back a couple of times is just essentially there's so much sporting franchises in the area and perhaps um hockey isn't high on their list so when it comes to the postseason that's higher up their list and i'm not saying that is the reason but that's a valid argument i guess yeah definitely a valid argument you could see it around the league too in certain spots that people come out more for the postseason, like buildings get a little bit louder. But you would like to – I think even the players would like to see a little bit more fan support at, at their regular season games too because they're playing so well. 
and they're one of the best teams in the league. And, you know, not to say that the Dolphins are playing, are not good or, you know, what the Hurricanes are doing, but, you know, you have a winning team right now down there and they're making things different, difficult in the Atlantic division. And they're a favorite to go deep in the playoffs and they're battling with Tampa. And that's always a fun rivalry and it's good for the sport. So hopefully things change uh, come the second half of the season for this team because it's always nice to play in a full house, uh, especially in the National Hockey League where it's loud. I mean, you know, COVID really shouldn't – somebody asked me, oh, what do you think about COVID? I said, I don't really think it should be a factor down there considering what we see at other games in, in down in Florida. So I don't know what the real reason is, but it's a shame because there shouldn't be empty seats for a good team like that. Yeah, I mean, I think um, COVID is just sort of uh, excuse. We might assume might be, but it doesn't seem to affect any of the sports. COVID don't really affected too much people coming back. So I don't listen. If I was a sports fan in the area, and this is going to sound harsh, I'd far rather watch a winning team than say. The dolphins what are struggling a bit so far. I was going to go to spawn the thing. And I don't mean that a knock on like the dolphins because I'm a Jets fan. So that's what I get. There comes a stage where you just want to watch a winning team play. So I would have thought that would be a draw. Yeah, me too. I thought it'd be a draw too because I've always said winning sells, you know, winning sells itself, and you want to be in the building for that. And you know, everybody complained about the Devils' attendance for years, but you know, they're a winning team too. And I mean, yeah, sometimes it was tough to sell out a game on a random Tuesday night against a random losing team. I understand that. You know, all teams deal with that stuff, but it's just you know, for a team that struggled for so long and had, you know only a couple of handful of playoff appearances and one Stanley Cup final run. Now they're going to be a consistent contender in, in this league. I think you will go support them, but that's just me. Yeah, I agree. Um, so before we wrap the show up, is there any other sort of slight topics around the league you wanted to briefly cover or uh, give your opinion on? Uh, I mean, not much, really. I mean, we're heading into Thanksgiving this week for the National Hockey League, so it's a busy schedule Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, Tuesdays is only three games, so it, it's going to be nice. It's going to be a lot of games, so go check it out. It's going to be a fun fun couple weeks, you know, before we hit the holiday freeze, see if any trades happen. Um, you know, look for, you know, we'll finally get to see where these teams really are in the standings because we'll have a bigger sample size. Uh, American Thanksgiving is normally the time where we see, you know, the haves and the haves nots, but this year it's tougher because of the smaller sample size. So I'd like to point towards Christmas before I decide on, you know, all these teams are locked to make the playoffs. And even then that might be a stretch, but you know what I'm like, for me personally, I'm liking what I'm seeing from the devils. They had a nice victory on Saturday against Tampa. Dawson Mercer looks like a, is the real deal. And he should be in, in uh, contention for Rookie of the Year this year for what he's doing on the ice. You know, that team's playing really well. And a shout-out to the Utica Comets, the Devils Farm Team, 13-0, and just begin the AHL season. So Kevin Deneen and the, and the Devils organization getting things right there, developing, drafting, developing, and refilling the cupboard. And it should be good a good young prospect team for years to come. So, you know, that's pretty much it, what I got to say there. Okay. Um, 
And do you have a show coming up this Saturday? I know it's Thanksgiving, so um, are you on an off week? Yeah, we're on an off week this week for the last win on hockey. Uh, holiday weekend, uh, a lot of commitment, so uh, best not to do the show, but we'll be back the following week. Okay, yep. Um, so everyone keep your eye out for that. Me and Jim will be um, live on uh, Friday morning and show talking a little bit of every sport you can imagine uh, with an emphasis I expect on the Thanksgiving NFL game. So please um, check us out um, and we'll do our best to keep you entertained. Absolutely. That's the name of the game. We'll try to keep you entertained. And uh, as I, as even though I apologize, I apologize again. I'm sorry for uh, earlier uh, not hearing the team that we're Time doing that. Uh, no, that's perfectly fine, Jim. And uh, I guess all what remains is for me to thank you for joining me today. Dan, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to be on the show talking hockey with you. Okay, thanks for that, Jim. We'll be back next Monday. Thank you to everyone for checking us out. And until next time, let's talk sport. Thanks.